Hey, Chad here, co-host of The Hillbilly and the Hipster. And I want to let you know that this episode's been brought to you today from the makers at St. Galgano Armory. And I encourage you to visit their Etsy store to order blacksmith merchandise. And you can do that by going to etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And Galgano spelled G-A-L-G-A-N-O. And a portion of all proceeds are donated to St. Stephen's Cathedral in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I want to let you know that if you use the code HILLBILLY at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. And this is some great veteran-forged, made-in-America stuff. I mean, I'm really looking to order myself a couple of these bottle openers and rebar and railroad spikes. So check them out. Again, it's etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And if you use the code HILLBILLY at checkout, you'll sub yourself 10%. Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool, and joined with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow, Andy, what's shaking down there in the Commonwealth of Kentucky? What's going on, my friend? So I thought I would come on and complain that it was like 70 degrees on Wednesday. Um, and as of recording this now, it, it is 29. Um, and we had some snow flurries today. But then I remembered that y'all got like 400 feet of snow. So I can't really complain. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's no complaining. It was 12, and we got about seven inches on Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we just had some flurries today, and everybody was in an uproar at work. I just giggled, and I was like, look, it's fat people weather. Get out of my way. That's right. You dig that, oh, you dig that old lineman weather. I do. I, I'm, I, didn't, I don't wear a jacket to work, so I'm walking around in short sleeves. Did a home visit today, short sleeves. And they're like, you need a jacket? And I was like, my vest is, is warm enough. Because the thing is heavy. Yeah. Night, it's heavy. So it's insulating. But uh, no, it's been, been a good week. Valentine's week. You know, we're right. Valentine's Day. Did you do anything fun for Valentine's Day there, Chad? Um, we have uh, traditionally the church I pastor, they, uh, Love this Valentine's Day dinner that they have that for the last three weeks I've kept calling a dance and they kept yelling at me. Says in junior high, we're not having a dance. So they had the big Valentine's Day dinner. And cool if it some, was a dance though. I know with some we're Baptists, we don't dance. <laughs> you should have booked me how to come out and DJ. So we had uh it was a good time. Poker music. It was a good time. But you know, the weather started to move in Tuesday night, so I think we had a we had a little bit of a, a lower turnout than I think they normally expected, but it got cold. But it was a good time. That that was that was my big Valentine's Day celebration was the church Valentine's Day dinner. So Dr. Wife was out of town on Valentine's Day. Um, she went to go visit her Valentine? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. No, she had uh, some work. At least that's what she's telling me. Just playing. Please don't hurt me. Um, she was in, in I don't know. I guess I'd call it Eastern Kentucky for some for uh, 
something with her job. I don't know what it was. Some meeting conference thing. Um, she seemed decently excited about it. Anyway, all that to say that we celebrated last Saturday. We went to this restaurant in downtown, um, and I had probably the best lamb shank I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, wow. That sounds but good. But the best food that was there, as weird as this is going to sound, was the mashed potatoes that came with Ashley's pork chop. <laughs> Dr. Wife's mashed potatoes were fire. What she didn't eat, I finished. Nice. Uh, then we went to this concert, and it's this band called Gangster Grass. Mm-hmm. So they did the theme song for the show Justified. The second theme song. So the first one was an old country song that Brad Paisley remade. But I don't know, maybe about halfway through the series, they got a new new theme song. Uh, and so this band called Gangster Grass did it. Um, and so they they combined hip hop and bluegrass. Um, it was a lot of fun. They remade the song California Love and called it Appalachian Love. Yeah. Um, I got a recording of it. I'll I'll send it to you. But uh, shout out Gangster Grass. Pretty sure they're definitely not going to be friends of the show. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, but I like I enjoyed their music. It was a fun time. <laughs> Uh, just judging by some of the, the speech that they gave, uh, our viewpoints on a lot of things are different. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that, that we agree on is everybody is deserving of love. Um, but not eh, much else. <laughs> but their music was good, so that's all I cared about for that day. That was a good Valentine's Day for you there with Dr. Wife. It's a good little getaway for you with your your lamb shank and your devil's music that you're listening to. Yeah, uh, and then Monday I had to do a transport at work. So me and a lady that I work with, I call her mom. <laughs> um, we had to take a lady from from here to Lexington, and we found this hole-in-the-wall barbecue joint that was always good. Looked, looked shady. That makes so, it better. No, and I, I told her, like, as soon as I saw the neighborhood, she was like, um, so this is where we're going. And she, I mean, she knows the same thing I'm about to say, but I, as soon as I saw the building, and I was like, nope, I'm so excited for this. It's not even funny. Yeah, if it looks shady and it looks like it could have been in a fire and not reconstructed properly, that's even better. Bro, when I tell you that they gave you Sharpies and dry erase markers and you just signed your name on anything, ah. the walls, the fans, the curtains, um, the tables, the chairs. I went to the bathroom before we left and people had signed the toilet oh. and I was upset I didn't think of that. <laughs> but when 12, it comes to, 12 year old Andy went crazy 38 year old Andy went crazy um, but when I tell, like when I eat barbecue I typically don't want sauce on it like I just want sure. the smoke flavor and the meat but so, they had this, this so I got the, the sampler and it came with with brisket with ribs and pulled pork with the three meats that I got um 
and they had all these different flavors of barbecue sauce on the table. Some were house made, some weren't. Um, but they had this house made apple bourbon barbecue sauce. Oh, nice. And I was like, that sounds weird enough that I'm going to try it. Um, I took one taste and then went up to the cashier. I was like, can I buy that? And she was like, yeah. And so she gave me a bottle and I bought it. So now I can't wait to, you know, barbecue something. Barbecue yeah. something. Oh, Sweet man. Sauce. So now me, yeah. and, uh, me and Lisa, we've already said, like, next time anybody needs to go to Lexington, we're volunteering for the transports you're, because you're shout going. out Red State Barbecue in Lexington. Red State Barbecue. Maybe that could be a new sponsor for us. Hey, Red State look, Barbecue. They don't have to pay us. They could just send me barbecue sauce. You just send barbecue. I'd be down with oh, that. Oh, man. But if you're in Lexington, I couldn't even tell you where it was at. Not in the best area, but good night. I was thinking barbecue would be good, and I was thinking for Christmas, I got a beard comb. This uh, sandalwood beard comb that kind of folds in like a switchblade. And it's this company, the Viking Revolution. It's the best beard comb I've ever had. Wow. That looks fun. I have a just a wooden beard comb. This is wood. It's it's. I'll show. You. I'll, I'll have to show it to you one day. It's awesome. But I was thinking they'd be a good sponsor. So shout out uh, Viking Revolution if you want to send. You want to sponsor this janky podcast? <laughs> we'll take some beard combs and barbecue, man. But because that that would be it. it. As Baptists, right? We practice alliteration, and we have we'll get beard combs, barbecue, and the beautiful manufactured things from our current sponsor with bottle openers. So current sponsor barbecue bottle openers. Current sponsor and friend of the show. Friend of the show. That's right. So So speaking of which, speaking of which, let's take care of some business right here. Let's, Let's do some business. We are businessmen. Do you know who sponsors this episode? Because if you don't, I'm about to tell you. This episode is brought to you by the makers at St. Galgano's Armory. They make fine blacksmith materials, things like uh, uh, iron bottle spikes. Openers. That they've turned, yeah, iron spikes they've turned into bottle openers, railroad spike bottle openers. They have hooks that they've made. My dude makes some phenomenal knives that will eventually hit their website. So go check them out. Chad, hit them with the, hit them with the website, my friend. It is etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And Galgano spelled G-A-L-G-A-N-O. And I and do believe is, they're on the Twitter now. They they are on the Twitter. They are on the Instagram. Um, he's he's getting fancy. I like it. Um, he's he's recovering from surgery, but as soon as he gets gets up there's going to be so much more stuff put onto his website he was talking the other day about about some plans that he has so so check it out just know that a portion of all of his proceeds will go back into the community yeah so again you can check them out at etsy.com slash shop slash saint galgano armory and you can check out their Twitter page, and their Twitter handle is at St. Galgano. So good, good stuff. Great people. Um, 
he is a personal friend of mine uh, and a co-worker so uh, I may be a little biased but he's 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 good people man um, and then we you got to know him a little bit last week so some good things coming I was just gonna say you muted but I thought we were gonna have uh, our first appearance of dr. wife on the podcast no that was somehow our our echo device decided it randomly wanted to start playing divine sound radio. Oh, and, friend, of the, and then, friend of the show, Alexa. Friend of the show, Alexa. And then Danny Goki started playing in the background. So I had to hurry up and mute so I could tell her to be quiet. Wendy, I, I sent you a text message earlier today because I, I saw some commercials. I, I am I, I am on location. I, I am staying. I'm dog sitting at friend of the show, Alex. As we grow this friend of the show of people who will never listen to this show. But I'm saying does, does Alex actually listen to us? I don't believe he has. I don't know. But I've uh I'm I'm dog sitting and I was watching TV before and I saw these uh commercials for elevation for the elevation worship, a night of worship with elevation with Stephen Furtick coming to all these cities <laughs> and it's coming to Denver. And I I went to the website and it Immediately took me to Ticketmaster for the Denver time, and and a lot of it's sold out. And the cheapest seats are fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, there's so many places I want to go with this. I'm right thinking, now. I'm thinking, I, I'd rather take fifty bucks and buy some stuff from Keith at San Cogano Armory. <laughs> it'd be it'd be money way better spent than spending a night with Elevation. But look, I'll take fifty dollars. Spend it with Keith, and then I'm gonna take another fifty, and I'm gonna go to Red State Barbecue. Because <laughs> that's man. Okay, so I debated on whether or not I was gonna bring this up. I didn't really know you were gonna bring this up either. So, um, so I'm just gonna go with it. So today at work, I had a client that was like, "Hey, uh, I'd really like to go to this this concert." And I was like, "Well, I don't know about all that. What are you thinking?" And then he told me it was th- that band. They're gonna be somewhere close to here. Um. I just looked at him, I was like, that's not going to happen. And he was like, oh, but come on, it's Stephen Furtick. You're a pastor. <laughs> you, you should love it that I want to go listen to Stephen Furtick. And I just looked at him, I was like, man, no. <laughs> like, let me take off my parole officer hat. Let me put on my, my pastor hat. <laughs> there are so many people that I would rather you listen to Satan. I don't know. Like, they're, just Stop. So we, we had a we had a small talk about Stephen Furtick, prosperity gospel, just lack of gospel, um, and and bad hair and shoes. But come on, like what are we what are we doing here? Well, and I don't know. This, this is probably this is gonna, I'm gonna have to repent for this. But Stephen Furtick strikes me as the dude who he's really jacked to talk to you about CrossFit before he talked to you about Jesus. Bro, I just took a drink. You can't, you can't drop that while I'm about to take a drink. Those CrossFit dudes, that, CrossFit dudes, only ever want to talk about CrossFit. And Ooh, man, but uh, so I can, I can guarantee you, ever that band and Stephen Furtick probably not friends of the show. Uh, there's no. too much, too much theological difference. Uh, and I'm not saying that we have to be all on the same page on every theological issue, 
Um, there are some under the table issues that I'm willing to to let go of, but sure. he, he doesn't he doesn't check enough boxes on top of the table. No, if you don't to, get the gospel right, you don't get Jesus right. Oh, we're we're not going to play in the same sandbox. Well, wasn't it him that yelled from the pulpit that he was God? I'm not sure about that. He's the dude who laid on a futon while he preached yeah, the sermon. No, he now, and that's shame on me because I don't have all of the context. But he was getting into a message, and he was, you know, very charismatic feller. Um, there's a hillbilly twang feller. Very, very charismatic feller. You're trying to get your um, hillbilly cred? Yep. And then, so he was going off about something, and all of a sudden he's like, don't tell me about God, you know, God this, God that, I am God. And and part of me wonders if he misspoke. And then the other, other part of me is like, well, hearing him speak before, that tracks. So I've been very leery of Mr. Furtick. Although, sweet last As you name. should be. Sweet last name. Let's be honest. Really? It's just, it's funny. Yeah, because I, I just see that as being the kid on the playground that they're just going to uh-huh. tear your last name apart. Again, I, I went to 12-year-old Andy when I said sweet last name. Let's be this honest. Is why, this is why this dude is jacked. Because of middle school playground issues with his last name. You don't go to the playground in middle. What middle school did you go to? I didn't go to middle school. I went to K through eight, and we went down to playground. We and, and, and by playground, I mean street that they put safety coats at the corners, and we just played in the street. Oh, I forgot you're from Jersey. Yeah, no, we. So I went K through six, and we got two recesses. We got a morning recess and an afternoon recess. And I, I was never so disappointed when I hit seventh grade and there was no recess. We got a break. So we got we got four minutes between classes. We got a 20-minute lunch break or a lunch period. And then we got a 10-minute break in between sixth and seventh period. And that was it. And on Fridays, they sold Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, three for a dollar. <laughs> and that, my friend, is where I put on the seventh and eighth grade 30 pounds. The Otis, the Friday Otis Spunkmeyer cookies? The Friday, because the band moms, were, like the band did it. And so we got the proceeds. Uh, so I was just, I was contributing to the band. Just trying to, you know, help out the nerdy band kids. That I was a part of. So, Andy, while you were out eating barbecue the other day, out there near Lexington, um, not too far from that same area, there, there's something going down in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Oh, absolutely, there is. Yeah, down at uh, we, we're talking about Asbury, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was picking up the right cue. Um, <laughs> Come on, we did show prep today. I know, and then like I thought we, I thought that was going to be our second topic, uh, but uh, evidently it's our third. I'm, I'm producing today, bro. I'm producing. I like it. I like it. No, so yeah. So let's recap. We're on like week two, maybe. Am I right? Uh, I believe this is the. We're going into the. I believe this is the ninth day. We're we're Friday evening. 
this is the uh, the seventeenth, and so I believe that tomorrow morning is their tenth day. Yeah, so we're we're starting the second week of. Uh, of no, I this. guess you're right. Thank you. <laughs> of this uh, revival that is has really started from a, a chapel service. So um, yeah, it's a school Wednesday, chapel service. Yeah, I think they have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, and so. I saw an interview uh, with a student. Um, I've seen multiple interviews, uh, some on credible news sources, other on uh, TikTok, but not the point. Um, but it's, she's a student there, and she's, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then people would leave for class. Um, but it wasn't unusual for pe- some people to stay behind and just pray for the teachers, pray for the students, pray for the community. Um, and so more than normal stayed behind and it turned into a whole thing. And this whole thing is just continuing to grow. And within the Christian community, um, there's, there's differing opinions on what's going on. Um, Sure. There's some cynics and there's some people that are really excited about it. Um, And so I'm going to go ahead and, and say what I think what I hope and feel. Um, and then we can, we can go from there. So bear with Andy's me. hot takes on revival. Go. So if what is going on is legit and it is my hope and my prayer that it is, and I haven't really seen enough to say that it's not. Um, if it is real, I hope that it is the start of something big, right? I hope that, a generation that has turned their back on God. And I mean, I think that starts really before this generation, but I hope this is something that kind of circles the wagons and begins uh, a turn back to God, if you will. Um, Seeing the videos of people just worshiping, right? Like putting, and, and people are coming from all around, I believe, Pre-show, you said you knew somebody from Waco that had gone. Um, yeah, I, I, one of prayer partner of mine, his daughter drove down from Waco, from Waco, Texas, to Kentucky to check it out. There, are so I have, I know some people um, who are at the school. I don't, I mean, I when I say I know them, um, we're not super close, but um, they went to a, a boarding school that I have some ties to. Um, and so I've seen them post some stuff. I've seen, I know some people in the area that have gone. Um, and from what they're saying, it's not a manipulation. It's not uh, a show. Like the feelings and the, the overall mood, if that is sure. the right word, um, is a legit is a legit thing. There's legit worship going on. I think, I think people are being moved by the spirit to, to recognize that a repentance is needed. Um, and I think, you know, you, you said it pre-show and I may be taking some of your notes and if I am, you'll get over it. Um, but I think revival, uh, you, you said, you know, re- revival is not for the outsider. No. Revival is for the Christian. And I think that, you know, there are some Christians that have gotten really lax on orthodoxy. There are some Christians that have gotten really relaxed on 
everything, like their relationship. It's fallen to the wayside. I myself am guilty of that at times. And in seeing this, I think probably now I've been really lax with it, especially after the sermon my my pastor preached this past Sunday. Um, I've thought about that often this week, and I really just think that every time I think about it, he's popping up from under my desk and just sucker punching me in the stomach. So shout out, Connor. But I, and I say all that to say that it seems real, and it seems like people are really, it's sparking a fire in people that we haven't seen, especially in this generation that we haven't seen in a hot minute. And it's something that me as a youth pastor, because let's face it, the students there are part of the same, gen- not not my students, obviously, but some of the, they're part of the same generation of students that I've had. Yeah, they're Gen Zers. They're Gen Z. I mean, those are, those are you know, classmates of my babies, right? Of, of the kids that I adore. And so <clears throat> it, it is my hope and prayer that this continues and eventually we know that the service at the school will stop, right? Maybe. That, we don't know that. Well, right. But let's don't rain on my thought here. Okay. You calm down there, sir. But it's my hope that when, when this quote unquote revival stops and classes resume and people go back to their normal life, air quote normal. Well, classes are resuming. People are getting up to go to their classes, and then they're co- and the, the seats are getting filled with new people. And right. then the people that have gone to classes are coming back. Like life on campus is chaotic now, but it's still going on, from what I understand. Right, but when it when it gets back to normal, my hope is that sure the the revival, like the services, have stopped for the time being. Sure. That spirit that that to to steal from another generation that great awakening um, of where we're at, what's going on. It's it's my prayer that that keeps going, and not only that it would keep going there, but it's 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 going on to other schools. Uh, it is my hope and prayer that it it keeps going to different schools, but it also ignites the communities around it. Yeah, right now I, I think would love a... for nothing more than the community that Asbury is in, that it would spread like a wildflower, wildfire, excuse me, uh, through the eastern portion of Kentucky and make its way to Owensboro. I would love to see Owensboro just fall into revival. Um, I think there are some things going on here that are good. Um, that that could possibly lead to that, but for it to actually happen, um, I, I think would be a long time prayer being answered. Well, you know, and and it spread to uh, to Samford, which is a Baptist university, and I, I believe Lee, which is a Pentecostal university, and and I think a couple of things. The last few years, having done some collegiate ministry and and serving a ministry now with some young adults, I think their their lives are i mean i'm just i'm gonna be frank and i don't know i i don't i'm not gonna try i don't mean this isn't necessarily the best word but their lives are just wrapped in nonsense you know between social media and and nothing's true right all those folks right you're in this curated life 
Um, everything you want is on demand. All the people you look at on social media, even your friends or that you may know physically, they're displaying curated and, and chosen, you know, per- perfectly chosen lives that they're posting on Instagram or, you know, that TikTok video, how many takes did it take? And I think they want something real. And, you know, I can't speak except from some secondhand knowledge that I have of what's going down there. But I'll tell you this, I'd much rather be naive about revival than cynical. Oh, absolutely. Because really, who who are we to question the spirit? Absolutely. And and the thing about revival, I think that we forget, and, and I would say the video footage I've seen, it looks genuine to me. It doesn't look like there's a light show or there's any kind of manipulation. And I would have more faith in this. Then the dude who comes in to your church for we're going to have three nights of revival and you put a tent up in the parking lot and have this thing. Cause I've been to those and you know what it was? They were, we went to church. We had three nights of church services. We didn't stay there all night long praying and it was supposed to spark something. And this is something that seems to have been sparked genuinely. And I know that I've seen some postings of people who are heretics or interlopers who are showing up, but, but I haven't seen a, a Christian celebrity show up and, and jump on stage and try to take over, you know, preaching or anything like that. And and I think revival truly begins with us. You know, it, it has to begin at the root. And I think what what has stopped revival from happening? I know there was a revival in the 70s at Asbury. I think they had one in 1970 or in the early 1970s. But yeah. I, I wonder about this, about the my own church that I pastor. Right. And and I don't know if this is emotional manipulation. I need to pray on this, but I have this heavy thing to just throw out my sermon on Daniel five and preach about revival. Like, let's do, let's go, let's do this. Like, let, let's, let's embrace the spirit and let's do this. And I think that on Sundays, who wants to stay? Cause you know, I'm going to miss, I'm going to, the Methodists are going to get out before me and they're going to get all the good tables down oh, yeah. at the at the lunch spot or well, I, you know i, I got a ball game to watch i think that we i think the reason that revival hasn't taken place uh in this country for so long uh is is, is multifaceted but i think one of it is church is an hour two hours if you go to sunday school and if that preacher goes not so if you go to my church sir shut up chad but I mean, think about it. I preach for forty-five minutes. But I mean, I you, you see people like I remember. I I, I preached at one of your churches before. Yep. I I recall. I mean, you sat there while I preached, and I, that I Sunday I think I went long. I didn't go long by much, but I went long, and by long I mean by their terms. Like I I feel like I got what I needed to get out that the Lord put on me. Yeah, and I think you probably went and about you 40 people, minutes. You didn't go that long. No, I think 40, 42, I think, if I can remember. Because at that point, I had my my stopwatch going on my phone up on the, the pulpit. I used to do that. Um, but you look out as, as you're preaching, and you see their attention go away. And they're starting to get antsy. Sunday, I mean, for a lot of people in this country... And it's a sad state because there are countries around the world that are would die for the access that we have and literally would die if they tried to do what we do. Absolutely. 
but they would die to to have somebody come and preach to them and let the spirit move. But we're so concerned. It's just a notch in our belt for the week. And we, we have to. So I think because of that, we quench the spirit. Like the spirit may want to move and light a fire, but we're too busy sitting there with our pails of water because we all want to be firefighters and we're going to put that fire out. Well, that, and I, I do think that, we still just want milk. Oh, we just want spiritual milk and we want to get our ears tickled. We want the follow your heart sermon. Um, we want the, the three things that I'm going to have a great week. And, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about repentance because I did that already when I, you know, said my sinner's prayer or took the walk down the aisle or whatever it was. When I, you know, and, and and I think I think that we do not have true repentance. I think that particularly here in the Western world, we harbor secret sin, even in the pulpits. And, you know, and I, I think about what revival is, right? I, I think there's I mean, I, I hear these debates about looking through scripture about what revival is. And I think a good sense of revival comes from First John four. But I really think that Jonathan Edwards, based on First John four, really has what we should look like, what revival should look like. And he, he wrote, he writes this in, or he wrote this rather in the distinguishing marks of a work of the spirit of God. And he says that the marks of genuine revival are that Jesus is exalted, that the Holy spirit acts against the influence of Satan's kingdom by preaching sin and repentance. Where do we do that anymore? I mean, a lot of times you go to church and you, Jesus is barely, I mean, He's barely mentioned, let alone exalted. I mean, the Savior's mentioned a lot, but not the Lord. You know, we talk about the one side of the equation, but not the other. Um, sin and repentance, we, you know, we really don't talk about that that much anymore in the pulpit. Um, that the no, Bible, we, we might hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. And then the next thing he writes is that the Bible is exalted and held in high regard. You know, and if you're if you're a pastor of a normal church or, you know, even a, a a rural church somewhere and you're, you know, you're working a job, you know, you're bivocational, sometimes you're, you're co-vocational and, and you're working a job and you're, you're there and you're preaching on Sunday and you're faithful to, to the 25 or 30 folks that you're preaching to. Um, and somebody with a much bigger platform who's on television and all the social media sites and everything is telling you that, well, it isn't holding the Bible in high regard and is telling you to forget entire testaments and forget that the Bible says and throw that out. That's hard to compete with because he's got a better haircut. He's on TV. You're there in Carhartts and, you know, sleep deprived from a 40 hour week. And it's, it's hard. The next thing Absolutely. Edward writes is that the spirit of understanding and truth opposes spirits of falsehood. And the final one, which I think is a really big part of 1 John 4, if you all want to take a look at that, is love to God and man is promoted. And I think if those five things that Jonathan Edwards talks about are what we do on Sundays, and, and if you're doing it right, if you're, if, you're, if you're church service, I don't care what tribe you're from, if you're doing it right, those five points are going to get hit. If you're doing it biblically, when I say doing it right, I mean, if you're doing it biblically, those five points are going to get hit. 
right? If you're singing songs, Jesus should be the center of the music, right? It, then Jesus is exalted. That you know, you should be preaching sin and repentance, and you should be preaching that you know God's wrath is real. You know, God's wrath is real. It's it's not it's not a fairy tale or was just for the folks in the Old Testament. I mean, it is for today. Yeah, I think that we forget. Maybe we don't, I don't know, maybe we're doing it on purpose, but I think we forget that in this this era of prosperity gospel and woke gospel, that's a word that I was told I can't use anymore, but we'll go ahead and do it. Um, in, in a world Where can't you woke, use that? Evidently, it's, it's being labeled as offensive. Um, oh, you can't and, use it at work. No, like, it wasn't work that I was told that. Um, but you, you see more and more pastors writing that that left-leaning gospel. We forget about the, the wrath of God. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that we should, that, that can't be ignored either. Well, I'll say this about the revival in Asbury, and I think about in Acts 5, Acts 5, verse 39, um, and this is Gamaliel talking to the Pharisees, or I'm sorry, to the Sanhedrin, but I think this holds true, right? But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. And he's talking about the church. He's talking about the way. He's talking about the, the apostles. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. And you may even be found fighting against God. Oh, absolutely. So we're not going to see the fruit of this right then. Or, or yes, we can see some fruit as it spreads, and we can start seeing, you know, people's zeal for the gospel, people's zeal for the Lord be rejuvenated and, and reignited. But I think that ultimately the true test of, of this or the, the true um result of the fruit of this is 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 not going to be seen for a while yeah no I, I i'll agree with that i think you'll see some oh absolutely uh, some small buds if you will but i think the true the true flower the true fruit behind it we're talking years down the road um but again in, in the time being like it's my hope and prayer that it, it spreads like wildfire through the state, through the Commonwealth, and then leaves the state to head to others. Because yeah, I, and think, I don't know where those other schools are. I, I can't recall where Sanford is. Sanford and I don't know where Lee is. South. I, it's in the South. I want to say Florida, but that, that could be wrong. Let me I think Lee is in Florida. I thought the, the Pentecostal school is in Florida. But, um, you know, I, I know – this isn't necessarily what we talked about uh, in our pre- Alabama in our pre oh in Alabama okay in our pregame prep, um, but you know you're you're only within a few months of being a, a full time staff member on a church um, for the first time in my ministry. I'm a full time I'm a full time pastor, not bivocational. Not that that means anything, um, but just that you know we've we're you're still fresh in serving, you know, in a, in a vocational ministry role. Um, 
why is revival not happening in, in the churches you've served in, the churches that I've served in? Why is revival not happening? I mean, I feel like I've just been set up to get in a lot of trouble with my answer. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to set you up at all. I no, mean, I, I know. You're I, not. I, I and I'm not picking on the church that you served in. And, and I, I've, you know, I, I've the the last two churches that I know you served in. I, I mean, I've gone to services there. I, I, I preached at one of them one time. I mean, you preached at the church that I, I pastored in Indiana. Revival wasn't coming to that church. Um, but why? Why do you think? I mean, I, I'll tell you this. I, I'll get myself in trouble with my church currently, the church that I pastor, the church that I shepherd. I, I love those folks. And I think some folks, I think we could, if revival was to come, I do think people would be like, you expect me to come back? You expect me to stay here? You expect me to, I'm, I'm going to leave and go to work or do whatever I got to do. And then, and then you want, and then I'm going to, I'm going to come back tomorrow night. I'm not, I, I came on Sunday. I'm not coming two nights in a row, three nights in a row. I, I, think, I, I don't have the time. I'm too busy. I can say for one of the two that I served in, it doesn't fit the narrative of what, what, what's being pushed. Um, well, break that down for a minute. Like I'm, and that, just a, as a as a a fifty thousand foot view of that, do you see? And I don't want to pick on denoms. I don't want to pick on denominations or tribes, but there are certain churches that I don't think they'd ever be open to revival. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's not something they're interested in. Um, it it's an inconvenience. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't fit the narrative of what's being pushed on Sundays. Um, Sundays are for church. Monday through Saturday are for me. Um, you know, everything is, you know, why why come to this building when we can do it on a computer? Or, you know, why don't you just go sit in this coffee shop? Or um, There's no, there's no focus on being with the saints. Um, and I, you know, and I, I, all of our time and energy should not be focused on being with the saints, but that time cannot be neglected because if we're not coming together and we're not filling each other up and we're not ready to go out, how are we taking the gospel if we're ill-equipped? Amen. And I'll tell you this, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take another left-hand turn here. Um, you know, full full disclosure, like revival revival in my church starts with me. I mean, revival is a it, it starts with for each and every one of us individually. But if I want revival, and, and we pray for it, right? And sometimes I think it's just it's just something we say, like you know, Lord, bring revival. And I don't even know if we know what that means, but it begins with me. Like whatever whatever I need to repent for, whatever I need to really renew my zeal that I need to stay focused and steadfast and look to Christ for everything that, that begins with me as an example. Oh, well, most I mean, certainly it begins does. with and every I, pulpit. And that, that's not to, to single you out. I'm not currently serving as a, as a <clears throat> staff pastor, if you will. Um, but I'm certainly shepherding my house. No, you are. And you're shepherding your house and, and, and that, that, uh, flock that god's given you for your vocation right now oh, oh absolutely um 
And if we're being honest, and I feel like I have to be honest, especially, you know, the last couple of weeks and stuff, I, I'm doing a crap job at both. Um, there's some things that I've really got to, I've got to work on and get better at. Um, We can say that with ever, but just honestly, between you, me and our, our listeners, I've done a crap job. Uh, It's really embarrassing to look at it, but I digress. But like, I, I shepherd my family, right? My house, I am the, the, the under shepherd of my home. And then I, I, you know, I try to, to, to share the gospel the best I can at work. But I, yeah, I think it, it, like you said, it's, it's words and that's all they are. There's no emotion and there's no feeling like, you know, I could pray for years Let's be honest, I have. Lord, bring revival, uh, light a fire under this. You know, help me do that. Let your light shine through me. But I think a lot of times when we pray those things, it's lip service. Mm-hmm. And I hate to admit that, but I think oh, sure. me sitting on this podcast, if I'm not completely transparent, I'm doing a disservice. Because there, at, at no point do I want our listeners to think that I have my crap together. Because you can reach out to Doctor Wife and she'll let you know real quick. Well, but, I, I I agree with you on that. And you sent me a joke. You texted me earlier this week that said somebody had posted why why do uh, men start podcasts instead of going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you just that, that's some self-fulfilling prophecy you just uh, texted me earlier this week it's it's yes that's it's because we can get it out a lot easier um I forgot what oh I just remembered what the punchline of that was and that it's for that's for a different podcast but anyway but yeah I think that we're saying those words and there's no emotion behind it. There's no drive behind it. There's no, it's the meal. Real, there's no real one behind it. It's, it's filler, yeah. right? I joke. Uh, I have a friend of mine who uh, is apostolic and is big into to talking in tongues. And I said, man, I said, it sounds like you're just putting a lot of filler in there and it's not real. Um, I had my opinions on talking in tongues but I would joke with this this cat all the time, and I said I could show up to your church and talk about cars, and you'll think that I'm I'm spirit fed. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I'll just come up and just start saying real fast, should have bought a Honda, but about a Kia, just over and over and over, and like people are gonna go nuts." And after so I think thir- after the third song in the liturgy, <laughs> that's right. It just you know it's like the lady that raises her hand; you just know when it's coming. Um. But I think it's just filler, right? I, I don't think that it, it's meant. I don't think that it's something that we want. I think it's just, well, this is what so-and-so prayed. And they seem to be a good person and have their junk together. So let me jump on this bandwagon and repeat what he said. And so our prayers become so scripted. And again, I'm guilty. But our prayers become so scripted that we don't know what we're praying or why we're praying it. No, we don't. And I really think that we're, we're the reason 
I mean, obviously, this is the the rudimentary answer, and it's the obvious answer. But we're the reason revival's not happening. Absolutely. You know, I think about you know those kids in Asbury at Asbury University. What I've what I've seen and what I I saw. I I believe I saw a news a news report with the same young woman that you referenced before, and uh, they're they're taking. Um, part of Habakkuk 1 verse 5 where it says for I am doing something in your days that you will not believe when you hear about it and I've I've heard and read some stuff where they're like well that verse look what comes after right after that verse and and I'll tell you verse 6 right and this is in Habakkuk this is this is the God's first answer to Habakkuk's first prayer and verse 6 says look I am raising up the Chaldeans that bitter impetuous nation that marches across the earth's open spaces to seize territories not its own. They are fierce and terrifying. Their views of justice and sovereignty stem from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards and more fierce than wolves of the night. Their horsemen charge ahead. Their horsemen come from distant lands. They fly like eagles, swooping to devour. All of them come to do violence. Their faces are set in determination they gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and rulers are a joke to them. They laugh at every fortress and build siege ramps to capture it. Then they sweep by like the wind and pass through. They're guilty. Their strength is their God. And I still don't have a problem with them. I don't believe that that verse is being taken out of context because look at the state of this country. I mean, let's just, just like look at the state of this nation. And I'm not I'm not talking about politics or left, right, or, you know, Democrat, Republican. And I'm just saying, look at the state of this country. Look at the state of, of, true, of true word of God believing Christians in this country. How many pastors, like this is coming. And how many, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to talk about believers, but I'm going to talk about pastors. How many pastors are going to stand in the pulpit when they come down the aisle with handcuffs or worse and drag them out because it's coming you know and i'm not I trying don't know to that it's as far off as we think it is no and i'm not trying to be like some conspiracy thing and i'm not the one to ever say like as americans right we've not faced persecution as american christians uh we, we we've been blessed we've been lucky but it's coming at some point they're gonna tell you you have to affirm these things that the national religion is pushing Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, and, and if you don't, if you don't, if, if you don't affirm what the new religions version of biblical orthodoxy looks like, and you maintain the true word of God, there's going to be consequences, but we shouldn't be surprised by that because Jesus always told us, right. That there's going to be consequences and, and that, you know, our families, I'm paraphrasing, right. But that our own, our brothers and sisters are going to hate us. So they're going to walk away from us. Right. And, and ultimately that they don't hate us. They hate him. You know, mm-hmm. the world, the world hates Jesus, but I, I don't know. And and my prayer is, that, am I going to be that guy that's going to stand firm or am I going to cow, cow and, and bend? And I hope I don't. And it's not going to be pretty, but I do think that some of these kids and I'm, I'm of an age that these college students are kids. I think they're tired. Let's be honest. I'm at where those college students are kids. They're they're tired of the nonsense, and they want something real. And mm-hmm. I think that you know what they don't want is to spend fifty bucks to sit in the nosebleed seats and 
watch Stephen Furtick and his Yeezys and the rock and roll show. They want they want something simple. They want the true gospel. And let's face it, the gospel, you can sit and break it down and make it confusing and make it deep and mystical and all these things. But the gospel at the heart is simple, right? My my nine-year-old and my six-year-old, I think, can comprehend the gospel. Yeah, I mean... I, it, I remember you, it's been three years, I think. Yeah, three coming up on three years. The height of COVID. Me and my 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 now nine year old, who was six at the time, sitting and watching with 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 Doctor Wife and our youngest, the skit guys do these these nightly Bible stories, uh, bedtime Bible stories, and and my oldest being like, Dad, you know. I, I want to accept Jesus and I want to do this. And I was, I remember just being so conflicted because I'm like, man, you're too young. Right. And I remember talking to you about it and you going, well, does he get this? Well, yeah, he gets this. And, well, does he get this? Yeah, no, he gets this. And then you, you had a short conversation with him and if he gets it, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And so I just think if my then six, now nine-year-old can understand the gospel, it can't be that deep and horrifying. No, I mean, it's offensive. That that while we were sinners, he loved us enough to come and die for us so that we can spend an eternity with him instead of suffering without him. And I think a lot of times... It's the whole while we were sinners thing that people don't want to hear. Right. And, and, and sin. Yeah, we don't want to hear that we're sinners. Right. And, and the truth is that God created us to be with him and, and our sin separates us from God. And, and we're all sinners. And it's the, I think because we hear sin and we put this human through our human eyes. Well, well, well now we're now we're the the Pharisee in the temple praying, right? At least I'm not like that tax collector. When the tax collector was the one like, you know, Lord have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no weight to it. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of times we still see it with believers that we still try to remove our sins through good deeds. Um, and we know that that's a fruitless, that that's a fruitless venture. Well, I'll tell you this, Andy. I do pray that, and that was a prayer that I had with a, a group of pastors throughout the Western United States that I pray with once a week via Zoom. Um, you know, I prayed that I prayed that this spreads like wildfire, that our hearts all open up and change. And to tell you this about the gospel and what your son got it, and I, I do remember that those conversations and something I I told the folks that came to our Valentine's Day dinner. Tuesday night when I shared the word with them and in in a devotion was that if you were the only person on earth, if you were the only person on earth, God still would have sent his son so that you could have eternal life. Absolutely. So with that, I'm taking the last word, Andy. I, I, I like it. 
Well, let us know what you think. And you can reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HillHipsterPod. Or you can email us, HillHipsterPod at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to check out San Galgano Armory. Um, their Etsy shop is at <clears throat> Etsy.com slash shop slash St. Galgano Armory. And you can check out their Twitter feed. And their handle is at St. Galgano. And I believe that's the same on, on the Instagram as well. Uh, close, yeah. I don't have Instagram, so I can't check it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so let us know what, what your thoughts, what your um, feelings are about what's going on. You know, if you feel like you're struggling now, no, you're not the only one. You know, because I just let you in way deeper than I probably ever thought I would. Uh, but, you know, hit us up. Let us know how we, we can be praying for you. You know, we can't we can't do this alone. No. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have you in my life that I can come. Uh, you know, literally, I wake you up multiple times every week. Once in a blue moon, you wake me up. Once in a blue moon. So I, you know, I call you way too early a couple times a week just to be like, I just need somebody. So we're not meant to do this alone. And so if you need prayer, you need, you need something like that. And you don't feel like you can go to anybody else. Folks, that's why we're here. Amen. Hit us up. I'm going to do this. This is the, the most simplest way that I remember um, being told the gospel. Um, and, I, and I still say, outside of a church service, I have only had the gospel shared with me one time, um, outside in public, um, when I was a, a young man by um, a pretty blonde, I was about 16, 17 years old, and this pretty blonde girl came up to me, and, and she basically just told me that, did I know the gospel, and, and did I know Jesus? And she said that, you know, God God created us to be with him. That's our purpose. God created us to be with him. Our sin separates us from God. And those sins can't be removed by anything that we can do. And paying the price for sin, Jesus died and he rose again. And everyone who trusts in him and trusts in him alone has eternal life. And that life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that life starts before we get to the other side of glory. All right, so hope you all have a good week, and then uh, you can tune in to our next episode when Andy and I become Hannity and Combs and debate he gets us. Yeah, that was planned for tonight, but we went we went a little long, so get ready because we we do not agree. <laughs> I wonder what the DraftKings over under is on who goes which uh, way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you're listening and you've made it to the end of this episode, Godspeed. But uh, let us know which way you, you think we lean, uh, and then we'll see who's right. All right. But until well, then, so- guys, be safe. We love you. Chad, have a good night, be- my brother. You too. Be blessed.